Greetings, and welcome to Real Men Feel. I'm your host, Andy Grant, and I will talk openly about suicide in this episode. Specifically, my experiences being suicidal. So you've been warned. If you are in any sort of crisis, please call or text 988 to be connected to trained counselors that are part of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline Network. If you are outside of the U.S., please search for suicide prevention in your country. You matter. Please choose life. For at least 15 years, I've been very open about being a suicide attempt survivor. I've taken action to end my life more times than I can recall. For years, I said that I truly wanted to die. But I've come to realize that wasn't true. It was true that on numerous occasions, I did things that I hoped would kill me. In recent years, I've become more careful in how I refer to my own suicidal thoughts and actions. Instead of saying I wanted to die, I say I believed I wanted to die, or I thought I wanted to die. Because what I really wanted was to feel good, to not feel broken, hopeless, and helpless. I wanted my misery to end, not my life, but at times, I saw them both as the same thing. When I was 17 years old, I overdosed on antidepressants. And when I woke up in the ER, I was mad and disappointed that I was still alive. I made other attempts by other means until at one point at age 20, I made yet another attempt using something that had failed me before, carbon dioxide. And that was the first real dark night of the soul moment I had. The first time that I begged and pleaded with God to help me. I realized I wasn't good at living and I wasn't good at dying. There had to be some other way. And that's when I got the message, the inspiration, that if I shared my pain, my experience in a way that helped others, it would all be worth it. I finally began to want help. I participated in my own personal growth, but it wasn't perfect to say the least. You know, I shared and released just enough to not be in crisis. I never really dug down into the causes. At age 25, I put myself into the hospital without attempting to end my life. This was a first. Until then, I had this pattern of feeling relief after I made a suicide attempt. And every time I came out, every time I came out of a mental hospital, I, I really landed on my feet. Everything seemed to be better. Now I felt very mature by skipping the attempt part and going straight to the help. And I was only hospitalized for a weekend, and I saw a therapist voluntarily for the first time for months. Eventually, I got on a path of spiritual growth. Now I still had periods of depression and suicidal thoughts but I never took an action that put me in a hospital. So I didn't consider anything an attempt. Remember in 2010, I stood on a top floor of a parking garage that I had gone to, to jump off. But I really went there for the relief of making an attempt of doing something. I was hoping for a big sign that I was supposed to be alive. I ended up with a, a very subtle feeling this inner knowing, and I called a 
suicide support hotline for the first time. And then I returned home to my terrified wife. Another instance in 2019, I was on the verge of buying cyanide from some random guy via email who claimed to have some. At the last minute before sending money, I thought, this is ridiculous. And I didn't go through with it. Later that year, I did a massive ancestral healing program with the Modern Mystery School. And I thought suicidal thinking was gone for good. But in November 2021, after attending my most profound spiritual training and my highest level yet of initiation with the Mystery School, I reacted with, with doubt and fear and complete withdrawal. I chose to pursue my old pattern of depression and suicide, even though the, the level of energy and emotion feeding it wasn't there as it was in the past. I was just choosing to follow an old habit. I was aware that something was different. I really had shifted, but I still decided to take the old ride again. It, it was somehow more comfortable than, than the unknown. My distorted thinking was that I'd withdraw from everything, forcing myself into a corner. Then like a trapped animal, I would burst out screaming for life. Or I would decide that I wanted to die. Now I knew this was a bad idea. Yet still, I followed it. Neither of those planned outcomes happened. I just became more and more apathetic. I wished, hoped, pleaded, begged, prayed to be dead. But I took no action. I refused all offers of help. I didn't want to feel better. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want to be. Or at least I, I didn't want to be me. I thought I was following my old pattern that it needed to prove that I was indeed meant to be alive again. So true to form, things didn't really start to turn around until about the middle of last month, June, 2022, when I tried to purchase some euthanasia drugs online. I figured it was a scam, but I made the purchase anyway. And in my distorted thinking, believing that I wanted to die, taking action even really stupid action felt like a relief. Now, at least I was doing something. When the drugs didn't arrive, I was much more <laughs> sad and disappointed than I expected. I was distraught that I had to find a way to live. And I was ashamed and how long it took to realize and accept where I was. Living was really the only option. And about a week later, I got a card in the mail saying how worried people were about me. It had been way easier to ignore electronic communication for months. But somehow that letter on June 28th, Holding it in my hand and reading it over and over, it, it, it signaled my bottom to me. Earlier, I said that I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be me. 
what I'm seeing in the core issue is I don't know who I am if I'm not someone who falls in depression and suicidal thoughts. That default reaction to, to overwhelm, to fear, to something new, that, be, that being my major sign of resistance, I, I just entirely used to it, expecting it. I have healed immensely, but I didn't see that I've yet to let go of so much that I had healed. And I was still carrying this, this baggage, this residue, these scars, these ruts in my neural pathways, these, these grooves woven into my DNA that let me easily slide in to that, oh, my own demise is the way to go. I'm really still figuring out who I am without that. So again, I thought I wanted to die. But I really wanted an undeniable sign that I couldn't miss or ignore that I was supposed to be alive. Now you'd think after multiple failed attempts, that would be enough, but no. I was always good in school, but this is one lesson that I've had to have pummeled into me to get. Another thing I recently realized was that in my very first suicide attempt, way back, and when I was in the seventh grade, so it's like age 12 or 13, I was not angry that I survived. But I've, I tended to black out. I ignore that reaction, that first reaction. I attempted to overdose on aspirin. I genuinely believed that would work. You know, as a kid, I'd heard of overdoses and thought I could OD on anything. And I remember so many details. It was a, it was a Sunday night. The Deep was the network TV movie of the week. And during every commercial, I went to the bathroom and swallowed a handful of pills. I expected to go to sleep that night and never wake up again. No more pain, just everlasting sleep. But I woke in the middle of the night, sick. I made my way to the bathroom, was just throwing up repeatedly and sobbing while doing so. The noise woke my mom. She came to check on me. I told her what I'd done and how sorry I was. I knew it was a mistake. I did want to live. There was no doubt. You know, we were both kind of in shock from that experience. I don't think anybody wanted to believe that I felt so low that I tried to die. But I didn't really do much about underlying issues, the causes and traumas that really were blocked from my memory. Getting to them ended up taking many, many more years. I now see that in all my repeated attempts, while I thought I wanted to die, I really wanted the profound certainty and knowing that I wanted to live. Suicide is not the easy way out. It is very difficult to overcome our innate desire to live. I've often said that if I lived in a state where it was easy to buy a gun, I'd be dead. And maybe in the past, that was true. But now I think if I'd actually sat with a gun in my hand, I'd just be bawling and shaking knowing that I only thought I wanted to die. I hope me sharing this helps you in some way. This is why I'm doing it. All of my healing work has made a massive difference. While I have repeated the same pattern more than once, I've been a different person each time. 
until now, I've repeated old patterns, you know, uh, simply due to the habit. But now I'm willing to see a level of shame that was always there that I could never witness or accept. I've been able to do some inner child work that has long avoided me. I've accessed memories that had been blocked out long ago. I thought knowing that I had been sexually abused as a kid was enough, right? I wasn't hiding it, denying it, so I must be healed. But I never addressed and healed the, the trauma of it, all the underlying residue until recently. I now see that so much of my inner dialogue at my worst times has been me repeating what I heard as a toddler while seeing my father battle depression and alcoholism when he was a young man. I don't say that in a way to blame him, just finally realizing where things come from so that I can let them go. So I can discern between my chosen thoughts and old habits. So I can recognize I've, I've given it into some old outdated autopilot programming instead of making a choice that actually feels good. Something life affirming instead of life denying. I know I shouldn't kill myself. I know that doesn't solve a thing. And I really know I can't kill myself. Now, I've had too many mystical experiences to deny that there is much more to us than this physical life. I also know this is the easiest place to deal with our shit and our shadow and demons and negativity. We all have free will. And this world is full of light and dark, good and evil, so that we can choose. I used to expect that my choosing to live once should be enough. That a realization, a choice to, to life, to embrace the light, was made once. And that was enough. Realizing I'm good enough, that I'm worthy, that I'm healed. It should be a one and done sort of thing. But I really have to choose the light, joy, life multiple times a day. I used to think that was horrible, but maybe it's just life. You know, there are many times that life isn't easy, but that never means life isn't worth living. If you need support right now, please call, text, or chat to 988 and get connected to trained counselors that are part of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline Network. Until next time, be good to yourself.